everybody. Uh, welcome to the Build My Church podcast. This is episode six, and um, my name is Luke Farman. We have with us uh, Tom Brown and and Brian Farman here once again, and um, it's good to be with you guys. Um, hello, Tom. Hello, Brian. How you guys doing today? Hey, Luke. Great to be here, buddy. Yeah, I'm good, good man. Good, good to see you guys all in the same place today. This is nice. Our yeah. uh, first, our last two uh, Wednesday night Bible study guys. Aaron did the first one, and uh, Luke did the second one. Tommy just did it the other day. So we're we're rolling right along here today. This is the first collaborative effort, all of us on the same screen. And the other nope. three said no. So, you know, here we are. That's why. No. No, hey, this is where we're at today. Uh, so, hey, glad to see each one of you here. Luke, uh, how's life been going? How's, how's the church going? How's uh, youth ministry treating you today? That's going great. Uh, youth ministry is fantastic. Um, we uh, had a team uh, get saved uh, about two weeks ago, and um, uh, two of them got baptized last week, and then um, two teens got baptized last week. And then actually last night, we had three um, adults get baptized on a Wednesday evening service. So God's really moving, and um, I was seeing, seeing a lot of spiritual growth. It's really it's honestly really humbling and it's very exciting at the same time, for sure. Tommy, you ever baptize anybody on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday, I don't think so. Yeah, it was new. It was new for us too. They wanted it. They wanted it right now. That's awesome. That's the good thing that's, about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. That's like the the dude that uh, Philip, you know, he, he, yes. him, he goes, "Hey, here's water. What what, right. what prevents me from being baptized right now? That's right." Right. Exactly. That's fantastic. Exactly. Tommy, what's new in your world? Work, uh, busy. Thankfully got through quarterly inventory and now we are uh, taking the uh, taking the show on the road, so to speak. So opening up for homecomings, uh, some uh, revivals, different things like that in the future. And we're excited about all of them. That's great. That's great. Yeah. If anybody wants to get Tom's uh, info, you can look him up on Facebook, but uh, I'm also his agent, and I take a cut of whatever he gets when he goes somewhere. <laughs> notice, Luke, notice he said I'm available for homecomings. He says that first. What's the number one thing we do at a homecoming? Eat. <laughs> I said, how do you get a cut of a meal? I don't know. Are you guys going to share that? How is that going to work? Farmer you know? will find it. But listen, Brian Farmer will find a way to get a cut of a meal, okay? There's no question. Well, there's Grubhub and uh, DoorDash, you know, those kind of things. Hey, I'm – I'm not picky when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I, and I love the settings where we're at. We did a little pre-pod discussion earlier. Luke's clock is the center of attention yes. uh, all over the place. He looks and like he's a, a mariner over that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But I, I'm looking at the old time. All you need is like a uh, taxi driver hat and an old bag with that golf club thing you got going on no, there behind you. Tom. I love it. Listen, that's my actual golf club. Uh, it, it's. Uh... <laughs> How do you get out of that frame to go golfing with? That's that saves carrying a whole bag around. It's just taped on the front. I just uh, take it off. It's okay. I got you. If you hear a beeping noise, there's something in the oven here at home. Just so you know. It's speaking of food. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Luke. Thanks for opening up for us today. I appreciate it, man. Because this again, it's it's all about all of us working together here. So jumping into our discussion today, the church has kind of got a lot going on. I don't have to tell anybody current events. I don't know how far people uh, stick with that. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of unrest. Anytime the wind blows in the Middle East, 
uh, people, you know, and it's the truth. It happens, right? Um, and so we got all that going on. There's always the division that's been going on in our country that's even been more so down the middle of the last seven years, probably. Um, what is, Luke, if, if you had something to share with the church, what would you tell the church if you just had an opportunity to, and hopefully this will be that vehicle, um, to give a, a good thought and it's something we can talk about here, what would you, you could step up and share with it? I'm going to give, I'm going to say something just earth shattering and, and just rocking the boat here. Read the Bible. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's, it's the Sunday school answer. We always say, read the Bible, pray Jesus. You say those three answers to Sunday school, you're probably going to get the answer right. You just, just blurt one of those out and you're probably right. Um, No, honestly, honestly, I know we've talked about that in our, in our, um, last couple Bible studies, but, um, we we're hearing so you're hearing so much, so much coming from all different sides. You talk about the political divide in our country. You don't even know what's true anymore. You really don't. Um, and you're, and, and you're here, you, 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 everybody gets so caught up in a lot of times these, I think these like conspiracy theories, honestly, because that's what people go to, you know, and, and all of these, crazy outside thoughts and ideas that people are coming up with you see what's going on in the middle east and all the predictions on man everybody just became an end times bible scholar in like in like a week it's impressive you know i was like man people are getting stuff out of that that i didn't that i never understood my whole life half the time you know but um but at the end of the day all that can be super super unsettling super unsettling and and if we're not careful we'll get you know, I, I talk about the scripture in James, we, we feel like we're like that wave tossed in the wind. We, we're not having that foundation, you know, and so we need to we need to just continually always go back to our source of truth and what we can what we what we, we know that that is truth and we can build our life on it. Let that let that be the outlet or the or the filter that we see the rest of the world so we can. We can look at what's going on in Israel. We can look at what's going on in our, on our country, and they, they had, they, they kind of scare us. They do it. They do unsettle us a little bit. But when we look at it through the filter of the Bible, we see that God has His hand on all of this, and there's nothing that surprises God. He's not. He's not. He's not shocked by what's going on. He know. He knew from the beginning of time that this is going to happen, and he's and he's uh, using all of it to accomplish His purposes. So, I think us. Spending again, I know I said it, everybody's probably tired of hearing me saying it already, of spending our time in the word of God to, to ground our, our minds, really our minds, uh, the, the, that sober minds, be vigilant about it. Um, that's, I think it's so, so key for us right now. Amen. You want to expand on that, Tom? What do you think? Well, it, I mean, I was kind of had um, similar thoughts, uh, except especially when Luke's talking about the truth, uh, because my thing that I would say to tell the church is, man, you've got to beware of the false teaching and false preaching that we know that's going to come out during this time. Yeah, I mean, right. Paul warned Timothy, right? In second Timothy chapter four, he says, for the time will come. And I think we could actually modernize that. And say the time has come yep. uh, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will, Keep up for themselves, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Yep. And w- w- when you think about it, man, all throughout the Bible, God creates and Satan right. counterfeits, right? 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the metaphor that the Bible uses for um, spiritual warfare is light versus darkness. God wants us to live in the light. Um, Satan wants us to be in the darkness. But Satan and his forces, demons, and I know people get a little squeamish when you start throwing the word demons around, but uh, yeah, they know they've, they've been doing this for thousands of years, man. And they know that they simply flip everything from light to dark. It would, it would be too stark. It'd be too obvious. Right. So I, I think of it like this, like a dimmer switch. Okay. The evil forces that are at work in this world are slowly turning things darker and darker and hoping that over the course of years, and over the course of generations, that the darkness will be winning uh, without alarming anyone, or and that it will be accepted and and not questioned, right? right? And slowly, this is what happens, and it becomes socially acceptable, and then it takes the edge of, off of our convictions, right? And, and you know, so man, how does this happen? Yeah, wow, how many ways, right? Uh, Hollywood's been doing it for years. Uh, yeah. I catch I catch a lot of grief because I'm completely anti Disney. Okay, I mean I think Disney has done so much damage to our children. Absolutely, here, here, yep. You know uh, the music that we listen to. Look at commercials today, uh, and I catch a lot of flack for all this stuff because, and I think we have to be cautious when we start our defense with it's just right. It's just a cartoon. It's just a show. It's just a game. It's mm -hmm. just. And here we are rounding convictions off or rounding the edges off of our convictions. And all of a sudden the world is creeping into the church yeah. instead of, you know, Jesus tells us we're in the world. We're not of the world. And, and the yeah. church was conforming to the world instead of the other way around that it was intended to be that, uh, you know, the, the church would conform the world. And if you remember in Acts chapter 20, you know, Paul's meeting with the elders of, of Ephesus and, and uh, he tells them, he says, I know that when I'll leave savage wolves are going yeah. to come and attack the flock. Right. So we know this is coming. There's false doctrine coming. And, and I worry because I've heard that people actually say, well, I'm not worried about that because I would recognize false doctrine. I'm like, but would you? Would you? Right. Right. Would you really? No. I mean, uh, no. you know, Obviously, the more you know the original, the easier it is to spot a counterfeit. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I think people just, and Luke nailed it, they, they just don't spend the time in the Word of God to know it. Yeah, right. And, and this is not a suggestion that these things might come. First uh, John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And yep. man, I, I just... That, that would just be my thing is church. We've got to be uh, vigilant. We've got to yeah. know the word. And, right. and you know, if, if, <laughs> if Sunday morning you're spending two hours with God and you're giving the devil six more days before you go back and see him again or read his word or anything, I mean, you know, how are you going to really spot a counterfeit? Because that's true. The word, the, the word, the Holy spirit is just, I've just heard it in my, my mind two or three times but now is the word subtle it's not going to be somebody standing in a pulpit saying oh god's not real we would throw exactly. up red flags everywhere it's going to be subtle it's going exactly. to be accepting this accepting this style of life accepting this way of life and man they are pushing us and they're crucifying if you'll allow me to say that the church yeah. for taking a stance if i preach against 
uh, same sex marriage, almost all of a sudden I'm homophobic. Right. I right. preach against stealing. Am I is kleptophobic a word? I don't know. It <laughs> is now. You just did it, right? You did that. But yeah. I mean, if sin is sin and we believe that it is and it's wrong and it separates us from God, it does not matter how socially acceptable it is. And and I oh. I fear that too many places are so interested in getting the numbers. Right. And the way they're getting the numbers is the itching ear, teaching, preaching, entertaining that is going on instead of sound doctrine that Paul tells us so many times we need. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, dude, awesome. there's room for three of us on that one right there. I think, Luke, you started it with um, and what you just said. You're talking about counterfeit. What do they use in a store or the banks or whatever? There's that black pen that you mark across the bill and, and if it's supposed to show up and let you know if it's counterfeit or not. Well, that's nice. But if I don't know how to use that thing, I'm just writing on a, on a uh, monetary <laughs> note, you know, exactly. doodling along because you got to know what that's supposed. <laughs> and that's the reason why I say it. Like I do, I don't know what it's supposed to do to find out if it's counterfeit or not. And so right. I hold in my hand, the pen to find out if it's real, but if I don't know how to use it, what good is it? And I think, you know, you can walk around and have the Bible on your phone, the app. You right. can have it in your hand. You know, I know I sound like some old goat out in the field somewhere, but you hit right on it. Here's the here's the core of what we're supposed to do. It's the word and the counterfeit stuff sneaks up just a little bit at a time. Tommy, you said it, yeah. and I think right. that's what rocks you to sleep. You know, you yes. you don't get to sleep uh, until you get to my age. As soon as you stop moving, you're a narcoleptic. You know, that's it. But it's in stages. You go to sleep. It slowly happens. Uh, you know, just like a child. Yeah, I have a nine-month-old grandbaby. When it's time for Papa to try to get her to sleep, you have to go in stages. You walk, then you sing to her a little bit, then you sit down, then you get back right. up again, and then next thing you know, she's out. And I think that's what the devil has done to the church. Yeah, absolutely. We played around a little bit and got to that point. Um, it, my my thing for him, Tommy, was that your thing kind of mixed in there, talking about with with Luke's was that your message to the church too or no that was my message to the church I just built off his foundation with well Luke does he's a concrete guy so he's he's a good guy for us <laughs> to build off of for sure um and I'm with you with that because I think we need to read the word we need to be prepared and be vigilant and, and vigilant or digilant that means you're good with digital stuff my mouth isn't working good today um but I think also we need to also on top of knowing the word and all of that let let's uh let's also not get in a hurry it, let's not let the metrics that the the world uses for success become yes. what the church is uh yes. you know yes. it, it, it so here's mine i think my soapbox would be i'm gonna say it and it, this may get bad with that what you know tommy knows what i'm about to say luke may understand it too used to be the newsletter would come out with all the churches and all the uh monthly what was your average for morning worship in sunday school who yeah. cares you know yeah. or yeah. you you have your annual time and you go in and everybody that grew uh gets applauded and if you didn't grow you know if you by a certain percentage they look at you like well what did you just wasted time all year you know <laughs> exactly. what i mean um, right worldly right. metrics do not have a rip of holy spirit in them they are ways for us to see how god is blessing but yes. man, it's, it's yeah. about what difference are we making in the world? I'm not trying to make excuses. If you, 
you know, if I had a, the best year number wise and money wise and whatever, that's great. But, and this is not to sound, uh, to tr- super holy, but man, did you, did you baptize on Wednesday night? Did you get some teens saved? Were right. their parents right. getting saved? Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? That to exactly. me, I'm past exactly. all that. And yeah. let's, let's not right. fall in love and be what the world calls a success. What's exactly. your thoughts on success right there? For the church, yes. what's a successful church look like? It looks like how God wants them to look, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What do you yeah. think, Luke? Well, and actually, I think that that it goes right with we all kind of are, are putting together a nice little picture here. Like if you, if us as a church, if we preach and teach the truth of God's word, they they're. <laughs> that's not necessarily going to fill up, you know, because no, um, no. we're, we're not having people itching. The Bible makes that itching people's ears. We can fill them up. If we go out there and I say, and we say, we're going to give everybody what they want. Right. Ooh. But we can fill the church up really quick. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's sure. not addressing the heart problem. Now, if no. we no, nobody wants to hear that. Hey, you, Here's the truth of all of us. You're a sinner and you desperately need Christ as your savior. I don't like Amen. being called a sinner, but it's the yeah. truth. And, and and that's that's the that's the, at the essence of the gospel message here. And um and I and I, I love what you're saying, Brown, because we do get so caught up in that. And and that actually what we're gonna talk about later is tying into just just keep on being a faithful uh sower of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let God reap the harvest. Yeah, we want people coming in, but we want lives changed. I don't want them just coming in. I want I I want God to be uh, them to have this relationship with God and then to grow in it. So I agree completely. Your thing. What do you think, Tom? Absolutely. Um, and I, I think we, you know, one of the things that I I, I keep feeling is you know get ready. Let's let's get people ready. You know, be prepared. But discipleship. And I know we've talked about that in the past. Um, man, we, we, we've got to continue teaching and, and, and encouraging. And the, the gospel is, is a message of transformation. If, if there's no change. Right. right. Then, I mean, you know, we're not judging. That's not what we're doing. But, man, it, I mean, we were dead in our sins and transgressions. Now we're made alive in Christ. Alive yeah. Yeah. That's right. drastic, right? Yes. Yeah, it's got to right. be drastic. Right. And, right. you know, uh, it, it, I, I love what Hebrews 11, 6 says, says but without faith, it's impossible to please him, God, for he who comes to right. God must believe that he is and yeah. that he is a rewarder of those who come to church Billing. on Sunday mornings and, and, you know, for at least a month. Or maybe that was the living translation. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh. Well, they're with that sponsor right out the window. Yeah, they're not coming. I yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was voted before this started to be the one to receive the most hate mail. So I thought. <laughs> it's T-O-M Brown. Remember right. that? T-O-M Brown. Dude, no, you're, you're, you're spewing truth. And right. the, thing, the thing comes down to is what are we, what are we getting ready for? What are we getting ready for? You know, I think the church, what the terms we use sometimes goes over people's head at times. You know, we can, yeah. we oh, did yeah. that in one of our ordination classes. If you remember a hundred years ago, it was like, what words do we use that make people feel like there's a secret code going on yeah, that they don't know yeah. anything about? You know what I mean? It's right. our own language, right? It's our I mean, own yes, language. It is. Yeah. It really and you is. two could be cool enough to sound like us, you know, 
uh, let's not make this what it's not, you know. Right, right. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's easy to fall into that. The medical staff does that, right? You know, they're going to do, run the EEG and the EKG with the MIC and the KEY. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, mechanics do it. You, you ever try to talk to a mechanic? Oh, no. hey, old buddy, I like to throw out. Well, I know Brian, Brian R. one, but uh, no, you know, I, no. I, I think your throw out bearing's bad. I'm like, well, where'd I throw it out at? You know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And I think in the church, we've kind of been guilty of that, right? You know, we, we use the big words right. trying to sound like, you know, trying to justify ourselves sometimes instead of just yeah. breaking the gospel down simply. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but so I don't catch any hate mail over not finishing Hebrews 11 6. I do want to say, you know, he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. Diligently. That is, that's the yeah. key, man. Yeah. Seeing a hunger and thirst for the word of God again yes. in our churches would be such an amazing thing. I think it's where revival is really going to stir and start from. Yeah. And Tommy, you're so right. And that, and I think I think there's a key with what you just said there, hunger and a thirst, diligence. It's not we we get so caught up in and having this feelings-based Christianity. Let's just be let's just be honest, you know, yeah. and, and that's awesome when when the feelings of it, when the emotions of it line up with uh, what we're trying to do. That's an awesome time. We're on cloud nine. We're on the mountaintop. Feels great. But that's not every day. You know? mm -hmm. Small and, percentage. Um, not at all. That's yeah. not that's not today for me. First, I mean, we all have those days, you know, sure. it just happens. But but it's a discipline. It really is. Um, God, God does, God made our minds. He, we're not supposed to just take them out and put them to the side and go off of emotion all the time. This is a, Amen. this is a discipline. It takes effort, diligence, a hunger and a thirst. You need a hunger and a thirst meeting. You need it. Not, yes. oh, I want it every once a week, like Tommy said on two hours of Sunday. And then maybe if I feel like it, I might throw open a Psalms and read it and cry a little bit. And that's about <laughs> it. You know, that's not what we're talking about. That's great. Awesome. But we mean a diligence about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's when it, uh, hunger and thirst, I love when he uses those words because yes. I don't have to tell myself to eat. You know, no. my, my body tells me and I even tell my body to tell me, yeah, you know, no one has to say, Hey, Brian, or that you're thirsty. I know the signs tell me when I need, when I need water or something to drink. And so to me, when you're plugged in, Reagan and I were having a great discussion in the car. They're talking about, you know, the future and, and her life and everything and about uh, staying in tune to hear God. And, and I started thinking about uh, Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes. Uh, they shall mount up with the wings as eagles will run, not be weary and walk and not faint. Think about that process. And I've, I've just, as fast as I said, that word is uh, that verse is as many times as I've read it. Right. Um, because if we're, if I am diligently seeking God, boy, he knows how to put things together, doesn't he? Then I, that means I'm waiting on him, that I'm not just saying stuff in the interim because he's moving too slow. So if I wait on him, what happens? Well, I get stronger, which means the word's taking root and it's becoming to come out of me. And then I get stronger I'm finding my place in his kingdom and in his will. And so as I renew my strength, now I start to, what I'm doing isn't work. I haven't worked exactly. a day in my life for God. Exactly. I did the work, you know, on Calvary. Um, I start to mount up with wings and I'm flying and then it just starts becoming part of me, you know, and then I'm not mm -hmm. going to get tired. Am I going to get weary? Uh, which sounds total contradictory to what we just said, but it's not because right. now we're talking about that infilling 
I'm going to get Nazarene on you now, Luke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that infilling of the Holy Spirit, which we all right. believe in. Exactly. Um, and I might this I might even talk about when it happens, that you get it when when you get it, right? And that's when that relationship with God becomes, listen, I just want to get as close to him as I can. And exactly. the body gets tired. We do our heat index, you know, all the time. We sure. never, ever once, none of you guys, that's why I love you, ever puts in your body's tired, your mind's tired. My wife doesn't like me right now. My car isn't running correct. Nothing like that. We go spiritual right away. Yeah. And that's where that running and not getting weary thing comes. My spirit Dude, if it could look like my body, you know, I would look like Luke right now, but I don't. That's the problem. But that's why I'm waiting on that inner man to to carry me over one day when this whole thing is done. So uh, yeah. I think the church just needs a good old fashioned tapping into the Holy Spirit. Right. It's just what you guys are saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, if we if we say that the definition of insanity is to what is it doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome or different result then it, you know i can't help I and mean, i've wondered and i've asked this question before would would the definite that make the definition of immaturity um doing something once in a while mm -hmm. wondering why it didn't work oh right. man. yeah that's yeah want to write that down <laughs> yeah can you slow down let me find Give a, me a second you know? man it was so true though that's yes. so true yes yeah, Immature. I don't understand. I went to the altar, but nothing changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We exactly. didn't see you again at church for six months. So what? <laughs> right, just sitting right. Waiting on it, I guess. That was exactly, exactly. Well, and isn't that the key in in speaking to the church at large? I'm glad you're here. Don't get me wrong, but what did you do the other days of the week? And man, I don't want it to be like it got hammered in my head when I was growing up either, because. Never the number one thing you do is never make somebody feel like when they show up for worship that it's not enough, right? Right, right. sure. Because we're Absolutely. tickled pink that you're here, right? But right. back to what Luke said, though, you know, I'm never happy. Never once did I go to the doctor and he doesn't find something for me to work on. He'll poke exactly. you in the gut. He'll look right. at your blood pressure. He'll look at. He'll find something, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. It's like, hey, this is good, but you're also still. You got this, this, and this going on. There's always work to do, it, and it's not demeaning, you know. No, no. Yeah. It, it's, no. I think of it as school. You know, we don't our kids. You know, once they get through elementary school, we don't say, "Man, great job." No, but just stay here because you're good at it. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, exactly. You got to stretch. You got yeah. you know, yeah. sixth grade, the best four years of my life. But you've got to, you know, you've got to. I thought get it was five. It. You mean now it's down to four? <laughs> Well, listen, I'm a communicator, not a calculator, okay? <laughs> I love it. That's love good. It. But no, yeah, but, you're right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it goes back to what you guys were just saying. Um, and, it, it, and, and kind of putting us back to the original points that we were all making to begin with. Read the Bible for yourself. That goes back to what you're talking about, Tommy, about false teachers. What we've been talking about, Brian, about. Uh, just making sure that you're we're, our diligence about it, um, how important that is, because I can hear it from other people uh, and they might not be if I'm just going off what they say on the Sundays we're talking about, they might not be telling me the right thing. That's just the truth. You I'm need sure to search for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all over the Bible. In fact, I remember the moment that it got real for me was when I decided 
love my parents. They, I'm thankful that they raised me in church, love my family, my heritage. But it was like, hey, dude, you need to come up with your own. You need to know why yes. yourself. Exactly. You know, it's not going to be good enough, as, as, as right. we say. So know it for yourself. And I think that's the key today, Luke, because I don't know what you guys are all seeing it where you live. There is a brand new hunger to know what the word says and, oh, yeah. and not not just go because Bible studies are uh, fluent yeah. everywhere, yes. all right. over the place. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Uh, exactly. That's why, again, we got to know those that labor among us, though, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'll shut up. I'll, for a little bit, I, I know I'm jumping in here. No, but you're I good. think we're actually seeing with our culture what Tommy was talking about, all this instability with what is even true, what is what is what is anything anymore could you you see that uh we don't know what gender we are we don't know what truth is we don't know there's all this stuff going on but there's an opportunity R really there's this is a very good opportunity because uh, you're seeing a little bit of that hunger because people are seeing hey there's something to this though and there's something there's something about this they may not understand it all but this is actually an awesome opportunity for us to come in and and step into that vacuum that's being made. God work. God actually, is a, this could be a great time for God to work through all this. Amen. Yeah. Oh Amen. yeah. You remember nine 11. I don't know how old you were Luke when it happened, but yeah. Um, yeah. Tommy and I are, you know, we remember the day after dirt was made probably, but I remember um, people were just, everything was up in the air and, and we had people calling and wanting to know, is the church going to do a prayer service? Is the church going to do a prayer? You had them, Republicans and Democrats alike on the on the Capitol steps uh, reciting the Lord's Prayer and praying, crying, hugging each other. There was unity there for about 12 seconds, you know, and then when they got back to being their uh, knuckleheadness again, then everything went back to where it was. But I was in Kentucky at the time, and I remember people were calling me. They hadn't been to church in months uh, on that day of prayer that President Bush established. And I remember the width of that uh, sanctuary in the old sanctuary we had a prayer link. We all knelt down. We held hands. We all knelt there and prayed for 45 minutes, probably. And right. times you, the, like this, you have to allow God to work. They happen for a reason to center us back in. Um, otherwise, we just keep, you know, just flittering away the way we do. The scary part right. for me, and then I open this to you guys, is the reactions aren't like they used to be, like when I was yeah. a kid. Because now there are actual, and so you're going to find out where I stand in this, in so many public universities, there are rallies for Palestine and Hamas, which absolutely stinking blows what mind I have left out of my head. I don't understand right. how that goes. Send a hate mail to my way now if you want, but I'm just I'm sticking it right out there. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think? Reaction to things nowadays just isn't like it like it has been, right? I, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about. The dimmer switch just keeps go, you know, getting darker and darker. And exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, nobody wants to believe in absolute truth. Nobody yeah. wants to say, well, I don't really believe there's a God. Well, that's, you know, that your belief has absolutely zero effect on the facts and the truth. Right. You don't, ha you don't have to believe yeah. in gravity. Okay, yeah. if you make the really bad decision to walk off the roof of your house, your belief is not going to affect the fact that you're going to be in for a really quick and rude discovery. That's true. Uh, and, and, so, and painful. And painful. <laughs> That's good. You, you're not even going to get the little hesitation of the wild coyote to put the sign up. Yikes. You know, I mean, you don't even get that. It's, it's immediate. And, and I think our culture has got to that point where, uh, and I think Luke touched on it earlier, 
uh, we, we don't want anybody to tell us we're a sinner. We don't want us to be told what we're doing is wrong. We want you to accept what we're doing. And we want, you know, and again, the, the church of the itching ears, right? Accept yeah. us, accept us. Right. And, and right. if you don't accept us, then there's going to be consequences for you, not us. But that's yeah. going to only be temporal because the eternal consequences we know will definitely fall upon them. Right. And I think right. it's where we plug into what Paul says, what's seen is temporal, what's unseen is eternal. That's exactly. a bottom line. You know, yeah. don't let all of this get in your head and, and mess with you there. Uh, so, Luke, uh, in light of all this, then what uh, what's God telling you? What's he been telling you lately? I I have not for the for the past two weeks, I have not been able to get away from uh, any form of the parable of the seed and the sower. Um, either from that or from from Jesus talking about the the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Or Paul talking about I plant yeah. Apollos waters, God gets the increase. I've heard that message for ever, almost every time I've been in church the past three weeks, depending on where I'm at. I'm like, I think maybe God's trying to tell me something, you know? So, <laughs> you know? I was like, I'm pretty thick headed, but I think I got it on that one finally. But um, yeah. and and it's it, it kind of caps off everything we're talking about. Um, our responsibility, Tommy was talking about discipleship. Um, uh, there in Matthew, when Jesus is talking about the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Well, us as, you know, le leaders in our churches is what we are. You know, um, we're part of that laboring field. Well, if there are few laborers, it's our job to train the next, train Amen. people to, to be able to do this. Oh, boy. And, um, uh, let's get some more sowers out there, sowing the right, sowing the what God is through His Spirit teaching us that we're trying to sow into them, help, uh, exactly. help them grow. And um, I, and I've I, we've talked about this before, Brian. I've I've seen more and more that I think is what I think God's impressing on me personally. Um, I need to be a facilitator to help somebody in their ministry. I mean, I need to do my own person in my own life, my own day to day life. I need to be that witness myself. But I, but in our church specifically, I need to help the people that I'm with find out what God is wanting them to do in their life. Uh, that's all we. That's a general calling for all of us. But what is what is their talent? And help them with that. Help them get the resources to it. Help facilitate their ministry for them. Uh, let's get more laborers out there because as we've been talking about, the harvest is is plentiful. So. We, we need desperately and then just keep sowing that seed to them, to the, to the world. And, um, yeah. and God will get the increase in all this. And, 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, well that's powerful, man. That's good. When yeah. you link them together, you had the sower and you had what else? Yeah. What else do you keep hearing? You had the, the parable of the oh, sower. The sower, the, the sower and the seed. And then the harvest is plentiful, harvest. but laborers are few. So and then, let's, and, let's, Yeah. And then God, and then, God giving the increase, right? Yeah, God giving the increase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, those, you know, man, I've never thought about attaching all them in there together, but they do yeah. because yeah, they you got to get the good sores. It made me think about potlucks at church. Uh, yeah, it, listen, let's be honest. We have it, and uh, we have it, and we look in the line, and everybody's walking through, looking, going, "Who brought that?" And they look in the pot over there. Where'd that come from? You know, and over there, <laughs> and then they always look for, you know, grandma. Grandma Nancy's uh, peach pie because she makes the best peach pie or whatever. But there's some people who are like, 
all you gotta do is say their name or they look for their color pot. I ain't eating that because so and so made it, right? Uh yeah. you gotta know yeah. where things are coming from before you accept it. And I think exactly. if we know the sower, if any one of you two dudes are sowing, I'm there because I trust that you get it from God. I can give you about 10 guys that I wouldn't, and you would agree with me. You know what I mean? So right. I don't want to be that guy. So Luke, thank you. That yeah. encourages me and, right there. And not and not so coincidentally at all, based off what we were talking about. How you how each individual receives that seed is the condition of their heart. How they're going to receive the word of God, the Bible, exactly what we're talking about, is up to them. And Amen. Tommy was talking about that earlier. So, yeah, for sure. Isn't it cool how it attaches itself? Yeah, Man, that's awesome. It is. That's good it stuff, is. Luke. What's God telling you, JT? Well, the, the discipleship thing was yeah. was definitely it. Um, you know. If you think about what is the great commission, what Jesus, what is the great commission? What Jesus tells us to do, go invite people to church. No, <laughs> no, right, exactly, no, right, yes, go make Thank disciples. you, Tommy. Thank you. And, you know, and, and and I've said this many times, and this is nothing against the church at all. And I, you guys know this, but man, I, we we need to we need to introduce them to God before we introduce them to the church. That's so right. Please, yeah, yes. I mean, we we, we need to uh, because yep. whether it's intentional or unintentional, hurt mm-hmm. people hurt people. Oh and, man! And, and the church right. is full mm. of hurt people. And uh, um, you know, again, depending on what church they go to, I mean, how, how many people have we heard and experienced? Just the three of us, we could come up with a long list of people that have been church hurt. Oh yeah, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and and you know. Well, there's hypocrites at church. Yeah, well, they're at Walmart too, but we still go there, unfortunately. Right. That's right. Uh, That's right. So yeah. you know, uh, I, I think discipleship is is it. Brian, you've heard me say many times. You know, we're bad in the church to want somebody to come to an altar of prayer to get saved, but be a 20 year Christian by the time they get back yeah. in their seats. Yeah. Amen. But we don't. But we don't want to take the time to build that. Yeah. You know, we don't want to take the, and and. You know, and God help us for shooting our wounded. Right. You know, Amen. I, I've often I, I was teaching in a class not long ago, and I said, "Lord help us if we treated our children the way we treat our babes in Christ." Yeah. You know, exactly. first time they fall, well, there you go. You're 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 never going to walk. Look at yeah. you yeah. there on the floor. Yeah. Now you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true though it's so true it's get up true. get up and get a job you're four months old what are you doing <laughs> taking over here mooching off me no and you're right because we can go both ways tommy that's beautiful because we either see them get saved and we'll look at them going okay get busy and throw them in the put them on the board the next day and, right. and god help them there you know or make them this or that or we just sit there and look at them and go well i wish you'd do something Okay, can you tell me what to do? You know, so that that discipleship is nurturing, you know, and we, yes. I've appreciated what we've been able to do even with this, with the podcast here in, in the last uh, couple months in that regard. So, yeah. I agree. And, and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. We'll do a little prophesying. Uh, that makes Brian nervous. You see how my eyebrows go up? I saw it. I'm getting ready to hit the mute button right that, here. That's the textbook Brian face. <laughs> because I know it's going to be edited out. Uh, yeah, but nice knowing you. Uh, yeah, I, I think at some point, and I don't really believe it's going to be, uh, I believe it's going to be sooner rather than later, we're going to see brick and mortar uh, to this ministry that we've combined in and God has joined us in. I really believe that's that's not as far down the road as we think it's going to be. Yeah. No, I no, I, I'll let you say that because it's true. Uh, because 
it, I, I, whatever God started, what he does, he does well. And to even see us sitting right here right now is a a miracle of God in so many different ways. And it's just, it's just had great synergy and great blessing. And again, another, because we love it. We love the church because we are the church. We keep saying that. And that is the truth. it, It is in every one of our DNA, knowing our stories and knowing how we were raised and how God is using us and what this world needs right now is the best window into heaven possible. And I really believe we can do that. We are doing that. And look at the technology we have. You think Paul wouldn't kill to get on a Zoom call with uh, the church at Ephesus when he's sitting halfway across the planet somewhere else? You know what I mean? He's probably not like it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may it's, not like it. But... They're like, it's him again. What do we tell him? You know, um, right. Right. it's good. It's good, Luke. But he'd probably look at us and go, wait, wait. Yeah, I sat in there in this rat infested jail hole writing with a feather, and you guys got all this, and you're telling me how you can't get it done. You know, let's think about that. You're yeah. right. I, there's yeah. a lot of unsaved people in beach locations and golf courses. I feel, I feel very strongly about that. What'd you say, God? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> They're also in Alaska at winter and in the uh, uh, you know, the tip the tip of the bird somewhere else too. So we'll leave that to other people to go to, right? Uh, yeah, no, that's true. I don't want to take all of them. I mean, go on. There's crowns for you know jewels for everybody's crown. Right. The unselfish man of God that you are, right? <laughs> I love hey, this guy. Oh, no, he's something else, isn't he? Yeah, visionary. That's what we like to call him. Um, but the other thing, what God would, I've been in chapter um chapter uh two of no chapter one of Philippians. My glasses are fogged up. Chapter one of Philippians a lot lately. And I, I used this in a Bible study the other night. And uh chapter one in Philippians, he says, chapter verse 21, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. I'm in no hurry to die, but if I'm going to, it's fine because that means it's gain. But I need to live with Christ being my life, not being my crutch, right? But then he says, uh, if I am to live in the flesh, whole new thing opened up to me just Sunday with verse 22. That means fruitful labor to me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. So he says, if I am to live in the flesh, and it's almost like he's saying, if I got to be stuck in this thing right here, as long as I'm here, then what does he say? Um, then that means fruitful labor for me. Then I might as well do something with it, you know? Right. And, right. and that's where, that's where Papa is over here in this last turn. I'm on the back nine. Let's just be honest. I'm not 75, but I'm not 25. You're younger than I am. Will you stop that? <laughs> Oh, that's I'm right. I forgot. <laughs> and maybe God's telling me to tell you this. How about that? Is that the way it is? <laughs> um, I'm still on the back nine. You're just on the, the hole ahead of me. That's what we're doing. But you know what I mean? Way to go, Barnabas. What an encourager over there. <laughs> this is where we part right here. You know, this is the end. Uh, Step up, Silas. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm to be here, then, then let's go. You know, I'm I'm not right. gonna sit around here and uh, wait for yeah. somebody else. Like Forrest Gump, that whole movie, he's sitting at the bus stop. You know, just waiting for the bus to come, um, and maybe it never comes. But yeah, I mean, right. what do you think of that? Right? If, if 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 I'm to if I'm to be in the flesh, then I'm gonna have fruitful. I'm gonna have a fruitful labor. Um, but it's not about numbers. It's not about how much money's in the bank. And it's not about um, you know this this hot shot guy that I know that's coming to speak. It's simply. Mm-hmm. 
God's will in my life, whatever that right. looks like, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. That's any right. thoughts, any other thoughts, guys? I think that's what allows us to be like Paul and say, you know, and because of that, we know that the present sufferings of this world are nothing to be compared to the glory right. that's going to be revealed down on the inside of us. I think that, that just is really so, so powerful example that he was. Amen. Right. That's right. That's right, man. Any closing thoughts, anything last on your mind? I know, I know a lot of this, especially if you're kind of discouraged, um, it may be in your church body, things are, you know, or just you per people personally out there, like a lot of this can seem overwhelming and, mm -hmm. and you like this aspect of discipleship of witnessing, going out there and doing this again and again. And I, I know recently I've been, um, uh, kind of go through the ordination process and, and I've, I've known these scriptures before, but like going over the qualifications of a, of a, of a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, you know, and an elder in the church. And then, and even just going over, uh, thinking about the aspect of somebody, of somebody's life changing. And now I got, there's kids that I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to help shepherd them into eternity. <laughs> like, it's like, Oh, you know? And then, and then I look at all that. And I'm like, I can't do this. And then I finally realized I was like, that's exactly where God wants me at. Cause this is, it's not up to me. It's not up to Tom. It's not up to Brian. It's us up. It's up to us to obey God, do what yes. he's asking us to do. And he'll yeah. work all these. Remember, we plant the seed and God will give the increase. Amen. I just, we just got to plant the seed. You just be diligent about it. Do start, start with the things that you know you're supposed to do and, and just watch God work. It'll, 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 it'll blow your mind. It, it, it'll work in ways that you never thought you're talking about this right here what we're doing now it's part of it yeah you put, brian you planted a seed with this and yeah. you know and who and what tommy was saying who the lord knows where this will go Absolutely. Uh, we, we can all see that in our lives and in our churches and all that so just focus on what you know studying yeah. the word of god spending time in prayer with them just obeying him just do those things yeah. just make it simple keep it simple and do those things and watch what god will do with it he'll give the increase Amen. Amen. And see, there's one more, one more door you open there, Luke, because it's about rhythm, isn't it? It's yes, rhythm, it is. spiritual it rhythm. Is. It's prayer, it it's study, it's worship. It's, it's those things constant, you know, it's like right. uh, wet, lather, rinse, repeat. So yeah. it's prayer, That's worship, right. study, whatever. Right. And I, I think right. some look at that as it's just a method or mundane. No, it's a rhythm you're getting in. That's what exactly. the, that's what the, right. the athlete does. And you're talking about it right, right there, Luke. That's good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right. Tommy, take us out. What's the last words you got, brother? Last word I think has to be uh, what we've kind of summed up tonight is it's about staying in the word. I mean, there's a reason we call it the living word. Uh, yes. it, it, the Bible has was never intended to be a book that you read, uh, even if, no matter how you read it, from cover to cover or however you read it, and then put it back in your bookcase and say, okay, that's a book I've read. It, right. it changes with you. It, it speaks yeah. differently to me now than it did 20 years ago when I, or 20 some years ago when we started seminary, Brian. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it always speaks to the season of my life. And how many times, guys, you know this, we can read a passage of scripture that we've read through literally, not even making it up, hundreds of times. Sure. Yeah. And something will, something will stand out that I didn't catch before. Or it'll hit me because of the season of my life that I'm in in a different way in the spirit will we'll, um, 
make it more real and make it manifest to us. And I think, right. I, you know, I can't what you know I can't say what you guys have said enough is is and to encourage people always stay in the Word of God. It doesn't have yep. to be half the Old Testament one night and half the next. I mean, read read three or four verses if that's all you have time for. But whatever right. you do, stay right. in the Word. Uh, you know, we don't yeah. we don't like to go a day without feeding our physical bodies. Let's let's definitely don't get in the habit of doing that in our spiritual. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Right. Hey, Tommy, close us in prayer. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you tonight with praise and thanksgiving. We're so thankful for this opportunity for this podcast, God, to for the, the platform that you've given us, Lord, to reach out to others. And we hope, Lord, that this will just spread, Lord. As as Luke said, I pray that this seed will be sown in so many different states and cities throughout this country and, and Lord be your will throughout the world. And that we'll just see a, a great harvest help us father to, to be the workers and help us to not grow weary of doing good and help us to always go out and to spread your word. Lord, even for those out there who may never stand behind a pulpit and preach a sermon, they will live one in front of someone every day. So we pray that your spirit will be strong in them. And we pray, God, that as this Build My Church uh, ministry grows, God, we ask your blessing to be upon it. I pray, God, for Brian and his ministry. I pray for Luke and his ministry, Lord, as he's touching these these young men and women in their lives, Lord, at such a, uh, an early age. I pray, God, that this seed will be planted and it will find such good soil, God, and that they will grow strong in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Father, have your way in our lives. Watch over us, walk with us, guide us, and direct us in all that we do. And we'll never fail to give you praise, honor, and glory and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.